Hi, I'm Julius Poole, and this time I'm without Jonas, and this is Discussions. But I have our first lovely guest, Elodie Uwe-Drahugo. That's perfect. That name, I swear to God, her last name, <laughs> it was a tough one. It was something I had to learn in a matter of <laughs> five minutes, but it was a tough one. But um, since we're going to be kicking this off, since she's the first guest, and being both of us are people of color, and it will soon be Black History Month, we will discuss what it's like as a person of color in the entertainment world and also uh, in the fashion industry. So, Elodie. Hi. Thank you for joining. I'm so honored to be here, first <laughs> guest. That's right, so child. So I have to set the bar then. Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> and, and a super important topic. Yes, People it is. People of color in, in entertainment and fashion. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I think it's a, a, a broadly discussed topic, but yeah, I feel like there's still a lot to be done. So I'm really excited to be able to to pick your brain also on it and to have your take on it because I feel like I'm a I work in fashion also. Mm-hmm. I'm a former athlete, so right. athletes usually don't care too much about the fashion stuff. But I always had a passion for it. And for those of you who may <laughs> not know, Miss Girl is a gold medalist. She also has other medals. <laughs> she is a tried and true Olympian. <laughs> That is that is true. That is true. I'll take that. Um, <laughs> but I, I started working in in fashion. I think it was twelve years ago. I interned at uh, the fashion magazine Elle, ah. uh, the Belgian version, because uh, my mom she was a seamstress and she used to make all of our clothes. We didn't have money, mm-hmm. um, so we designed together. So I had an early uh, early on. I had a taste, a real taste for fashion. So it's not that that bizarre that I ended up in fashion. But um, I also see the difficulties and the struggle um, within the world of fashion, especially when it comes to people of color. So This is true. I actually was interviewed by the New York Times um, about racism in the fashion industry. And I had to be honest on both. I was like, um, I didn't see it, and then I did see it. And Mm -hmm. then there would be certain things that I would see. I would always be the only person of color. Mm -hmm. Right, right, on right. set or behind the scenes, mm-hmm. um, I would like to think that it's changed. And even though a lot of people say, oh, there's tons of black girls or um, people of color on the runway, but it's like, what about behind the scenes? Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. the makeup artists, the uh, stylists, the casting directors, mm-hmm. the list goes on um, how that needs to be uh, shaken up. And if it's not that, then you also have to have um, the teams that if you do have talent that's on the runway to know how to work with black hair, to oh, know how I to know. light black skin. Ooh. <laughs> to, I mean, the list just goes on. There's, there's so many different things that uh, people really don't think about. That and that's the problem because I, I, I worked in, I were still work in the entertainment business, and now you know you have, thanks to Miss Brianna, you have like a hundred shades of, <laughs> of, of foundations, and now you just get into the makeup chair and you don't think about it, but. When 20, uh, 20 years ago, when I needed to get my makeup done, it was it wasn't like that. I had like shade five, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is like a bronzed white person put on me, so I would look gray in pictures. Um, for me, having my hair and makeup done and doing a photo shoot was really traumatizing. Oh. I was scared. 
And you're not the go, first. You're not the. In. You're not the first uh, woman to say that. Um, a lot of people that I know, we've always had like um, discussions, like how do we go about doing this? And it makes me laugh when someone would look at me and. On one hand, I completely get it because I'm mm. a person of color. And then they're like, well, how should we do our hair? What should we? And then I was like, well, you're speaking to someone that doesn't have hair. Mm. Meaning <laughs> me. <laughs> so it's like, um, well, I was like, okay. But going back to how my, I, I would see my, my mother and my mm -hmm. grandmother and my aunts and uncle, they always, there was always a care mm -hmm. when dealing with black hair. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could already smell like the hot comb oh, on man. the stove, oh, and you could man. have the conditioners and everything else to make sure that the hair was, as they say, not nappy. No, exactly. But that's, I think that's something that was, I feel is 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 highly uh, underestimated within the industry and how it affected me. And I would just try to get my hair done by myself as the best way I knew how to, because I was raised as a foster child, you know, in a white family and mm. my mom and I, every Sunday that would be our thing. Like, what can we do with this hair to make it not look crazy? But mm -hmm. it was, um, I had quite a hair journey and then you meet these professionals and you think like, okay, these are people um, that know what they're doing. But the moment you enter the room, you see them, they start sweating because like, oh my God, they didn't know there was a, a black a model, black, black girls. So they would give me like the type of makeup that you use in film, or it it never looked good. And the hair was like, okay, we we won't touch the hair, or we'll do the eyes really crazy to give you something. But I would look at my friends, and they would always be done head to toe, and I was just like, okay, with the orange eyeshadow because like <laughs> you have dark skin, so a pop of color will look really good on you. Which is not always is a good like, way to go. No, 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 no. It's not mm. always effective. So No. I think it wasn't until I met someone in 2017. His name is Gino. And he had two nieces that were light skinned. And he learned how to do their hair and their makeup that I really found someone who said, you, sh you should use this foundation and you should do your hair like this, that I really learned that photo shoots can be fun. But before it was always very, very, a very stressful experience for me. And taxing. And from my take, being behind the scenes in terms of being the casting director or uh, as the producer, when most of the clients or people would walk on set, they would immediately think that I was an assistant because oh. of my skin color, yeah. which would crack me up because... Not the assistant. Oh, yes. That's <laughs> the part that really got me. And then I was like, no, I, I've actually done the casting. I've done the production. So it's like, no, I'm not here as an intern. No, I'm not here as an assistant. I'm here to control the shoot, make sure that the shoot doesn't go over budget, mm -hmm. and to make sure that anybody that... And most people know that... Um, Everyone, they always say, let's blame it on the producer. If we go over time or if a model's had a bad day, everything falls under, let's blame it on the producer. Mm -hmm. But as I look at it, I'm like, well, I'm more like the the glorified babysitter because mm -hmm. anytime someone comes to me and starts crying mm -hmm. or starts yelling, I actually kind of touch their arm and I almost, without them knowing, make them feel like, I'm like, I'll treat it like I'm in kindergarten, mm. like I'm the teacher and say, what's wrong? What is it can I do for you? How mm. can I help you? And all of a sudden the mannerisms mm. of them change. It's really funny how certain adults will resort to acting like a child. Mm. Mm. And you see it and it's like, wow, you actually are 
at the top of your game, but now I know how I have to treat you. Yeah. Exactly. And it's not nasty. It's just we're the buffer. I there should be no drama, but just the fact that mm. as I'm already walking on set and one, people don't know that I'm black because when I speak to them on the phone first and they see mm. me, they're like, I'm yeah. a black person. <laughs> and then when I get there, they're expecting me to be the assistant or something like that. And then mm. when I start speaking and tell them exactly what it is that I do, then it's like, oh, oh, oh. Mm -hmm. But it should never be a surprise yeah. based on the color of my if skin. There's not enough representation. That's why people go like, oh. Yeah. And what do you feel that it is that it's still so difficult, you know, like if you do a shoot with people of color too. Like it's not it's not about the color of the people working like you just take the best of the best, but I feel like there's still a big imbalance. Like I think there is. Even when you cast, it's like And a lot of people are under the impression that we are also entertainers. And I think it comes back in a day where they think I hate to say it, like if you think back in time during slavery times or when black people weren't allowed to go into certain mm -hmm. areas that, you know, immediately people are like uh, thinking that we're there to entertain them mm -hmm. or we always have to be mm -hmm. a comedian or mm -hmm. to joke. But no, we're quite serious and mm -hmm. we can be very business minded and when I'm there, I, I don't mind cracking jokes because I do mm -hmm. have a sense of humor coming from a, a great, huge family. Great sense of humor. And I love to crack jokes, but then at the same time, I really love to be serious to let people mm. know I'm here for work and mm. I can separate the two. And yes, I can have a good time, but please understand that when I crack a joke, it doesn't mean that all of a sudden I'm not mm. being, I'm not being not professional, yeah. but I'm here so that, you know, we can operate and make things go smoothly. And the, did you feel like even being in charge that you were, seen as being in charge or respected did you feel like you were you were right up there with the rest Some because i i heard it sometime I, I heard it somewhere it was a long time ago where, where it was like when you're a person of color even when you're at the table with the big shots with the hot shots you're still not amongst them i would say that if you feel that way, and I think it was Tyler Perry that actually said this, is like, listen, if there's not going to be a seat for you at the table, then you create your goddamn own. Mm -hmm. And I seriously think on that note, that's a good way to end it, that if you don't feel like you're being represented, that you should always find a way um, to be represented or create your own table. As we're doing.